Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and I am joined by Cristian Putalias. What's up, Cristian? Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, Rudy? Nice to be back. I know, man. We get a little bit of a break. It's kind of odd to have, before there's one game in the season for the MLS, to have a two-week break. Kind of odd. Obviously, there's some teams kind of playing, but who cares about those teams? We only care about the Houston teams, man. So, um, dude, how, how's it been, man? I guess a little icebreaker. How you how you been doing and anything, anything uh, you know, new in your life happening right now? No, no, I mean, not really same, same old, same old. I mean, I think I already talked about having a new, uh, moving to a new location at work. So, you know, getting adjusted to that, it, it's been about a month. So everything kind of running smooth. Uh, but no, I actually live, I wanted to touch on the whole, I don't know if you want to talk about it, the whole Vote League stuff. Yeah, dude, um, hit it, hit, go uh, for it, man. Know, go I'm, like, a, I'm over here months. just sipping a little bit of Coke and rum, you know, yeah. trying to stay awake. Ooh, okay, nice. I got Coke, no rum, though. But hey, drive, I, drive, drive 45 minutes. I'll give you I like, I, li- I like that uh combination though. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, basically, the, yeah, just kind of talk about um, you know, I've, I've been involved kind of in and out with Vote League and Sebastian uh Salazar, he's basically the creator of the whole thing. Uh, I did a couple of interviews with him, and in, you know, like maybe like three years ago, that's when I first met him, and then we just kind of became friends. So it's kind of cool that now, you know, we get to, you know, Vote League, a world that I was doing all the, you know, commentating and stuff like that. And then, you know, Bayou City Soccer, where I was doing another type of commentating. They're kind of colliding in a way. And I mean, we've been collaborating with Sebastian, you know, with pictures and, you know, other stuff that he kind of does on the side. So he's been a lot of help to us. And, you know, we, we try to help him in many ways. And now it's cool because now the the kind of the two brands are kind of meeting together. So it, it's cool to see, you know, the 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 unity of the sport and the and the unity of the city in a way. So I don't know. I just thought it was cool, you know. Oh yeah, I think I think it's great. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think whenever you first mentioned boldly, clearly it's it's pretty far away from me. So I wasn't, yeah. you know, it, it things like that tend to localize because there's. Sunday leagues pretty much everywhere in Houston, right? Yeah. I think people forget that this is a big city and it is a soccer city that uh, that is always, whether it be, you know, obviously little kids, um, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, I played in the suburbs pretty much all my life. Uh, Rodrigo did get to play more, uh, I guess, the premier, you know, tier teams here in, in Houston. But um, it's one of those that, you know, you go through the ranks of this, you know, young academy or whatever you want to call it for little youth academies throughout the city. And then uh, and then eventually, like anything, you know, you hit 18 and there's not a lot of things happening. So you join a Sunday league. Right. And yeah. um, if you've ever played soccer, if you love soccer, you probably have played with a Sunday league. Right. At this yeah. point in my life, I'd be playing the veteran category right. you know over 30 at least. yeah just turned 34 <laughs> so goddamn i feel old uh remembering whenever 
I was playing at, you know, my, my early twenties playing Sunday league and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I mean, but but the great thing with Sebastian, what he's done with Bold League is to make it as professional as he can, right? I think it's one mm-hmm. of those that you join a lot of Sunday leagues and you just see people just drinking and sipping like like it's no <laughs> one's business, right? And um and and here, I mean, of course you probably get a little bit of that too, but to an extent is it's it really is that hey, this is our kids that maybe didn't you know, have the money to play with like tier teams or didn't really get exposure to go to college or or play college soccer after, you know, high school or anything like that. So he's in a way he's putting, you know, obviously streaming the games, uh, pushing it, uh, gearing every team with like Adidas, like having them do interviews, like pregame, postgame, uh focusing on specific players i think that's pretty badass you know it's it's one of those that um and you make it as competitive as you can i mean they have trials for certain games i mean there's you know teams from um i think was it uh almeida is it the matias almeida has a team there and i think that's where they're doing their games right now on their facilities Mm so um the story of what bold league is bringing which is pretty pretty young of a league i think it's you know three years old most around there four yeah. three years old and uh it started with the uh, 7b7 and now it's finally moving to you know full-size fields and playing 11 versus 11 so um and you can see it you know you had mentioned in the past when you when you play with them uh and a the team there the first uh season i believe um how there's kids that they're really good i mean yeah there's of course a couple guys that are you know maybe older is not really like Football isn't a dream for them to play professionally. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it's very, very distant. But um, but there's some kids that, you know, were getting opportunities to play college ball because yeah, of sure. the 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 eyes that they were getting, or or even the the guy that was playing with that, you know, Gerard Piquet's team over there in Spain when they did it. So there's possibilities. It's one of those that, you know, if you are a dreamer like I am, you know, and you take full advantages of those opportunities, man. Um they can it's not a guarantee for sure but there is a way that uh more people are looking at you and and you know you may you may you may find a way to to kind of keep that dream alive for sure man so really exciting uh you mentioned commentating i think that's the idea for us to kind of commentate in some of the games um whether it be you myself dustin manny uh billy whoever's available to do it Honestly, and I need to talk to Sebastian. It would be great if we can just do it from home, kind of like, you know, Dynamo Dose version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because in that way, I can do more games instead of just doing like one or, you know, two exactly. every now and then. So we we may need to figure that out because, hell, at the end of the day, the stream is going to lag no matter what. So we'll be right there with it, yeah. you know. So, um, but yeah, it'd be, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously, uh, the idea is to cover cover them, you know, kind of give some team news, results, uh, giving them more spotlight. So they're gaining a lot of traction. They're getting very popular. Uh, they're hitting very big sponsors. And so I think their goal, uh, especially this year, is to raise enough money uh, to eventually maybe move to um, Sabercat Stadium. So maybe rent it out from, from Houston Dynamo facilities 
and uh, have the the games there, which would be pretty awesome. You know, like if that and we're I'm, I would say if that happens, but I know that they can do it. I think that he uh, Sebastian has done a really good job, and his team, you know, around that that uh, boat league that that I think is going to keep growing, and then hopefully with the uh with the amount of information they'll be providing out for the people that it continues to gain traction and it uh it works out to be a good partnership for sure man so um i know they used to be closer to you man and katie and yeah. now it's kind of and like anything you know they're they're looking for locations and now i believe they're training in the uh matias almeida if not pretty close to it yeah yeah so the, the facility and i i think it, the address says spring and that scares me coming from alvin i'm like jesus <laughs> that's a drive man like um i think i may need a hotel every time i go over there basically you know <laughs> for sure but uh but no i think it's exciting news and and hopefully um we can get that happening also man shout out to the people out there i guess in the sense of if you're interested in commentating and you're in that area you know hit us up you know we would love to uh, make that a thing, you know, if you're thinking of maybe even being like a sideline reporter or anything like that, and, you know, you, you're in high school, you're in college, whatever you are, and you're excited to kind of get into the field of journalism, uh, we try to be also as professional as we can. So it, it's, again, it's a starting point. You, you're you never, you really, the more we talk to people like uh, in our field or in the field, in, in the media realm, we noticed that a lot of people weren't really studying to be in the media, right? I mean, we talked to Cesar Procel, how uh, he's like, it just kind of happened, man. And so eventually you start, once you get involved, then yeah, you can go to school and learn more that it just beneficial. But man, those opportunities are there. So if, yeah, if you're interested, you know, in being a part of that, being, being uh, kind of behind the scenes of running what a league should be, then yeah, definitely hit us up, hit Christian up, hit uh Bike City Soccer, hit myself up. Um, because at the end of the day, the biggest push that they want to do with Bold League, and I think this is awesome, eventually turning into a, a third division league, basically a recognized, you know, US uh federation third division, which you're like, oh, third division, that's awful. Dude, you could play like US Open Cup, like you know, you'll be allowed to kind of compete to make it into that. So again, they're just variations. And I think uh, we, we uh, partner at the right time to kind of see everything kind of going, especially with the dynamo doing well, the dash sadly not doing all that great, but I mean, the, obviously we know how much um, the dynamo just means to the city uh, when it comes to, bar to soccer. And so hopefully with that, with uh, Copa America, uh, the world cup coming through soon, uh, we can see more and more of that that uh, increase and in, and in what soccer is bringing to the community, man. But anything else you want to add on that? I mean, I know you've been you've been more involved with it, so you definitely know more and and how the teams work and and I, I think there's like a set number of teams, right? And and I think it's two divisions. There's like uh, uh, you know promotion relegation, so it keeps the, the competitive and. I mean, they make it pretty legit, man. Those trophies look pretty sick. Nice medals. So, yeah, you've been a part of it. So, yeah, man. No, yeah, I mean, you you basically hit everything that there was to kind of hit. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, if you like the sport or if you like, you know, like you said, anything around it, you know, from photography, videography, 
whatever it may be, it's it's a great opportunity to get your feet wet. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, just hit us up and, you know, we'll get you connected and, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. At the end of the day, you know, everybody's doing it to kind of grow themselves uh, in some way, shape or form. So, you know, do that. And, and hopefully, you know, this will be uh, not only the players, but, you know, the people outside of the field yeah. can help their careers and, you know, in whatever field they're, they're trying to look to grow in. So, yeah, just that. So shout out to, shout out to Seba though. And, and yeah, shout out to Seba. And maybe eventually we'll get some Adidas gear, you know, who knows? Hey. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I I just imagine like a nice little Adidas polo with like our logo in it. That that's kind of where I, where I, you that'd know be dope. that'd be that'd be free though. But you know that that's why we got to put in the work, and so hopefully it works out. <laughs> give me give me a minute. All right, yeah, that's fine. Dude. Yeah, yeah, go go for My it. My wife's at work. I'll just keep. I'll keep talking. I'll start talking yeah, about yeah. the dash because you don't even care okay. about the dash. So who cares? Right? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great pivot point. So, yeah, the dash, uh, Houston Dynamo dash, Houston Dynamo dash, <laughs> uh, Houston dash ended up playing this weekend. I was at that game, the final home regular season match against Los Angeles Angel City FC. Uh, I think it's kind of a crappy name for it, but um. The game was was overall like a decent game. Uh, the dash had a plenty of chances. That that's what this game really defined what the season has been for the dash. It's just one of those um, games that it's being grinded out, good defensive plays, but just can't finish, can't find the back of the net. And sure enough, dash ended up opening the score first uh, with. Andressa getting a goal early in the first half, making the match 1-0. But towards the end of the game, even though there were so many, again, opportunities in front of goal, you had even Maria Sanchez just just smacking the ball cleanly, but it just hit hit uh, one of the posts and came out. There were so many chances from corners, from crosses that Houston just could not get the ball into the back of the net. And without fail, whenever you give those opportunities um, away or waste those great opportunities, the other team tends to punish. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Angel City ends up scoring uh, two goal or a goal you know kind of relatively in a decent part of the uh, game so even a draw seemed like would have kept the dash uh playoff hopes alive but in the uh in extra time uh they they end up putting a dagger in what basically seems the end of the dash season and it's it's incredibly sad that you know Yes, mathematically, um, they are still, you know, have the chance of making it into the playoffs, but they need so much to go uh, right for them. They need about, uh, I believe it's, they need basically need to win 4-0, basically score four goals, not concede one single goal. So your uh, goal differential stays high and then like, three teams in front of them to lose. So it's it's really 
you know, a hard task and to ask. And even though um, winning 4-0, which is something we haven't seen, we haven't seen them score that many goals in a game. So that in itself is already a difficult um, ask uh, for uh, for Sarah's Lodum's team. So it's not going to be a fun game to see the dash lose, you know, very last match of the game, um, their hopes to make it into the playoffs. So um, it's just been a rough season. It's been tough to be, and, and it's not even just this season. It's, it, it goes far back to even last season that, um, you know, everything that happened with, with Clarkson and then you get Amaros and then, well, in, in between there, you did have Sarah as an interim coach for a little bit. Then you get Juan Pablo, Juan Amaros. Um, and then you go searching for a coach. And clearly, Sam Leite, whether he was a nice guy, did not have the experience of a head coach. Uh, couldn't seem to get, you know, the team rolling offensively, defensively. They were just a solid brick wall. Uh, allowing very minimal amounts of goals. But when, you know, the goals, you need to score goals to win games. And even though you had players like a Maria Sanchez that I mentioned earlier, like Diana Ordonez, like Ebony Salmon, they just could not, for the love of God, find the back of the net. It was, you know, Michelle Aloisi scores a brace and you know, a game towards the end of the season when maybe that could have been it. That could have been the breakthrough, right? That could have been who you should have started whenever the other strikers like Ordonez and, and Ebony weren't finding the back of the net. You know, maybe uh, if if the coach could have realized and maybe tactically change what he was seeing from his players when you knew that in the middle of the field, you had a ton of defensive midfielders and you can say the World Cup, you know, oh my God, you lost all the Canadians, you lost, you know, Michelle, um, you lost Savannah. Who else went to the World Uh Well, Andressa wasn't a part of it yet, but there's a good amount of players that you lose and then the ones you bring in are honestly very similar and don't really give you a lot of creativity. So it was going to be difficult for them to to switch things around when you're the personnel that, you know, general manager Alice Singer brought in didn't necessarily do much. So it's it's sad to see. I think the Dash were building something good. Um, I would say under Clarkson, I think uh, the era there was a good one and and. Um, with obviously them winning the Challenge Cup with how good Rachel Daly became. And, you know, she became a legend of the team and she did move on to go home back to England and she's been killing it, you know, won the Euros, uh, made it to a World Cup final. So players like that are very important and, and they do change what your team looks like. But whenever they brought in, and spent so much money and bring in players like, again, Diana Ordonez. You know, she was a hell of a player her first season. And she just, you know, disappoint, disappointing season for her. 
So I think you expected more from her. You really were hoping to see her just become a goal-scoring machine with what the players around her look. But I think everybody just had a really bad season overall. And, man, Christian is not back yet. So, you know, there's talking about news around the world um, and the soccer scene, it's just pretty incredible. Um, some of the games that are happening right now, uh, we're talking about, you know, obviously you have the, uh, a lot of world cup qualification matches there, you know, basically bring back all this makes it real how the world cup is really around the corner. And, you know, as a Houston, um, fan and somebody lives in Houston, super excited to, uh, to be able to see, those games come come back, man. And I guess your kid's not doing all that good. What's up, Christian? Hey, how's it going? Sorry. He's teething, so. Ah, you're, good. you're good, man. So I just gave my spill about the Dash and the Dash season, basically. Uh, and I was still kind of didn't see you there, so I was just going to talk about World Cup qualification, but I really had like <laughs> to say about it. So since you're here, we can just go ahead and talk about the Dynamo, man. I think – uh, Let's you know if you have to leave again, let me know. But it's not it's not a big deal, man. We'll mm-hmm. we'll make it quick. Um, Houston Dynamo in the playoffs. I think if you are a Houston native or a Houstonian, yeah. yeah see, keep ripping the Dynamo, man. I, I would say I, I have orange too, but I have the Astros. Close enough. So yeah, I mean playoff bounds, right? Right. Um, playoff teams. But yeah, no, if you are, you know, if, if you, especially if you're a fanatic of the Dynamo, somebody that's been following them for quite a long time, uh, like you, you know, you haven't seen a playoff game since you yep. became a, you know, a focused member of the fan club, if, if we want to say it that way. But, um, dude, I think it's, it's such a big deal. I don't think we hear it enough how, from last season, there was obviously, you know, the coach ends up – or brand-new coach in Paolo, Paolo Nagamora ends up getting fired after nine months. Uh, we get players that come in that basically were just seen on YouTube and a couple highlights. It was very worrisome. It, it just felt like it was going to be more of the same. But whenever they started filter, filtering out players that just had been here for a while – uh, but they weren't really bringing anything to the team. And then the quality of players they brought in that, you know, either had played in MLS, have won things in MLS, or have, you know, came from uh, a different country. And the one there has been just, you know, a night and day thing with the Dynamo. And us that we cover the team and we've been there for the transition period. It's pretty awesome to see, man. And, I think, you know, whenever we talk about the the people that have come in, Arthur, Arthur has been a, you know, magnificent piece for the Dynamo. And so it's great news to hear that, you know, he got a contract extension. So we'll probably have him till 2027 if he stays healthy and everything goes well. But uh, his extension is through 2025. So two more years of Arthur after the season and with a club options for the 26 and 27 season. So. You know, you keep a guy that has literally just alongside Ache Ache have taken over that midfield and just, you know, flipped it, man. So 
Um, really excited to see that. And we know that there is a break right now. The playoffs have not started. Uh, currently, um, well, doesn't matter what it really looks like, but I think um, Houston is set to either be in as high as second place or six, as low as sixth place, So, which is a good thing to see, right? I think a lot of us have had him, had them, um, and gen- like if we thought they were going to make the playoffs, we really had them like in the ninth place, basically doing the playing. But okay. man, how does that get just go with with that, man? One game left of the season. You, the Houston Dynamo has been in the playoffs for what two weeks now, you know, in that picture. Something we hadn't seen, especially yeah. covering the team, man. So just, just your thoughts on that so far, man. It's great. I mean, like you said, um, I've never seen, you know, since I started following the Dynamo kind of religiously since, what, 2018, uh, me personally, I've never seen the Dynamo, you know, like you said, in the playoff. So it's kind of, it's a weird feeling because it's like, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I don't know how, how to react. I don't know how. And And honestly, I think a lot of the people that have been, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that have been following the Dynamo forever, but I feel like there's a lot of us that came into the Dynamo, you know, now, uh, in the the worst years. And and it's kind of weird because, you know, we went from having such terrible seasons to like now having a really, you know, more than decent one, you know, because a decent one would have been, you know, fighting that eight, you know, ninth spot, like I thought we were going to. You know, you know, I thought it would have been a great transition period, you know, given the transition period that you mentioned, you know, given all that circumstances or, you know, all the players that left, all the players that came in, a a more reasonable kind of, you know, goal that we would have had is, okay, we'll just make the playoffs barely, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll fight it till the end. You know, we have to go to decision day, we'll go to decision day. And, you know, just at least fight the playoffs. You know, I, I honestly, at this point, I didn't even care if we made the playoffs. I just wanted to be in contention for the playoffs. Um, like you said, it's been a couple of weeks now that we know for sure we're in the playoffs. So, like, your whole planning kind of is different now because, you know, I would plan till, till the end of the season and that was it. And then, you know, postseason after that. Yeah, you're mute. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're not stressed. We're not angry for one. Yeah. Like, we're not saying, oh, my God, the Dynamo has been in, eliminated for like a month now. You know, yeah. uh, we're not Colorado. We're not Galaxy. We're not Austin this yep. season. So uh, it, it's really incredible. And to me, the biggest takeaway, um, you know, with Ben Olsen coming in, uh, I've mentioned in the past, I was not ecstatic that he was the guy that they picked up because I felt like maybe we need somebody different, somebody not necessarily in the MLS, somebody just, they had a different way of thinking, you know, somebody that would come and see the things outside the box literally and uh, figure out a way to make this a good team with the resources. But, you know, Ben Olsen, it's Ben Olsen and he maybe those two years that he took away from coaching just help him like revitalize his, you know, his coaching career, his tactics. And because we've seen that the Benny Bull that he was, you know, famous for went away into this beautiful Joga Benito, you know, style playing that I don't think. And again, if you talk to, uh, you know, the fans that have been there from day one, you know, maybe like a Webb Tilton or, 
uh I, i'm running it what is it david frankford like those guys have been here for a long time from the very beginning they could probably tell you that even you know the days of them going back to back you know winning championships at dynamo they never play like they playing right now and it's so fun to see um uh they just keep you on their toes and it just uh it's just beautiful soccer you know to kind of see them play and and something that I think is like to this day kind of blows my mind that they're doing it. And and it's it's really cool just to see that different aspect of like, man, we were literally seeing the dynamo not be any good for two, three years, and then out of nowhere, bam, this happens. And there's been a lot of you know behind the scenes work that Pat Onstead has done and and Asher Mendelson and obviously the coaching staff. So uh it's pretty incredible to see for sure, man. So Really exciting things that I'm pumped, man. I'm ready for the playoffs. Uh, but I'm with you. At this point, they're in. I myself feel like, dude, I think it's great. Can they win, you know, MLS Cup? Maybe. I feel like they really could beat anybody, especially uh, and playing those, you know, two out of three, uh, you know, uh, round round one or whatever. But it, I think it's going to be. Pretty cool. And oh, and the biggest takeaway that I was going to say with Ben Olsen is that 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 I, whenever I asked him a question last uh, before the last game was, hey, you know, how do you keep your basically how you keep your team grounded? You know, now that you made the playoffs, you won the U.S. Open Cup. And his answer was amazing. I think, you know, him saying like, look, we talk to them. We, we talk to the whole team. We tell them like, hey, look, you guys have checked off this massive boxes that, you know, the team had never done, you know, since, you know, not going to the playoffs since 2017, uh, winning another U.S. Open Cup. And the first year of him being here and the idea of like, is this your DNA? Like him questioning that to the players is like, is, is this it? Like, are you guys okay with this? If not, then let's keep pushing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, anybody else could easily like fold it and, you know, you know, kind of, I mean, and that doesn't mean that they're going to win anything else more. But, I mean, now you're fighting in Champions League, you know, and making it into the Champions Cup. So now the, the work really begins for the offseason already and, you know, and how you're going to strengthen the team to even challenge that tournament. And then you have U.S. Open Cup again. Whether they do League Cup again, who knows? But there's going to be so many tournaments that the Dynamo are going to be playing next season already that, you know, you want to finalize – uh, you know, making the playoffs and going far uh, this year is something that just freaking fuck. I'm gonna use the real word, fucking <laughs> mind blowing, man. But no, it, uh, now that you mention it, it's crazy because you know we're gonna have a short off season. You know, let's just say you know we're we're gonna be playing until November. You're right. Uh, hopefully, God willing, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll make it far, and you know, you're just gonna have one month of maybe a vacation. And then, you know, in January, you're going to have to get the ball rolling already because, you know, uh, League's Cup, or not League's Cup, Champions Cup, uh, it's literally in the beginning of the year. It starts before the, the, the season starts, which usually starts, you know, late February, early March, uh, which gives you a couple months to kind of get prepared for that. But even preseason usually starts, you know, early February. So it's it's going to, I mean, it's good for us, honestly, because, you know, content, you know. We're, yeah, for we're sure. Yeah. And and also not only content, but the fact that we're gonna be able to you know have soccer going in the city, yeah. uh, you know home and away, 
you know, being being able to kind of keep up with the guys, like basically they're just gonna have holidays off. Right. You know, maybe yeah. from Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then get back to work, which we would never have, you know. Lately, these past couple of years that you know, me and you have been at Bay City Soccer, like we we go from you know October till February, just kind of scratching our heads and think you know trying to think of stuff to do, yeah, and you know trying to get stuff together, and it's like okay, what are we gonna do, guys, to kind of stay relevant, you know, in the news and stuff like that, and you know sometimes it just goes quiet, but I mean in December that's when we have all the all the drafts, all the Urianti drafts, and you know so there's gonna be we're gonna be busy, which is great because that means that the city's gonna be busy which means that the momentum is going to keep going, which hopefully, you know, the club is going to be able to capitalize on that when it comes to getting people to the stadium, you know, making new fans if we haven't, or, you know, even the old fans, bringing them back and kind of reigniting that love that they had for the Dynamo at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, I mean, great year, honestly, when you look at, you know, from beginning to end, obviously championships are great. You know, having a, a, a another trophy in the trophy case is amazing. Going to the playoff is amazing, but I think and anímicamente, which I don't know what the word is in English, yeah, yeah. it helps. You know, literally, like the, the, yeah, the it's a the massive boost. person in Houston. It's, exactly. it's a massive boost. Yes, you know, and and you're right. I mean, we've talked about this a lot of you know cities are going to claim they're like the best city, so you know, soccer city in the U.S. and I, you know, I, I've had the conversation with people saying, talk to a guy that he went to the U.S. Open. No, he didn't go to the U.S. Open Cup. He went to like a Miami game because he went to Miami for a weekend. And he was telling me how Miami had the best soccer scene compared to Houston. And I'm like, bro, you're Houston through and through. Like, if you don't understand that Houston has a giant, you know, yeah. I guess fan base. Now, I'm not talking about Dynamo, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the soccer in general. It's just incredible how big it is here, you know. Obviously, him going to a game that, and I've said, good for him, man, uh, Messi did not play that game. Um, <laughs> and so he got, he paid a lot of money not to see nobody, basically. Because um, I don't, I think it was before Busquets and Alva arrived. It was like a week or two before that happened. But to me, it's like, dude, you can't take that. You know, that, that stadium was empty before any of these players showed up. And yes, what you said is ex exactly right. I think there's a lot of the fan base is just hurt from so much, you know, beating and betrayals that they've suffered from past front mm -hmm. offices. It's going to take a while for them to kind of get back involved. But seeing them make the play, I think playoffs – in general, just bring more out of the fandom in you. That yeah. for me, obviously, the last playoff game was that 2017 uh, conference final against Seattle, and and that's really what reeled me back into just falling in love with soccer in general and rooting a hundred percent for the home team, right? Like following them, uh, actually watching pretty much every game and making it out to the stadiums because I ended up getting season tickets the next season. And, you know, it's it just a part of it. And I think um, a lot of team players you talk or, you know, fans you talked and they're like, Oh, what well, I don't follow the home team. Like to me, that's odd. And and I remember this from, from your Cuatro Cuatro Dos interviews that you interviewed some guy from New York that was like a big Boca guy. 
and yeah. he never he never even went to like a rebels match or anything like that. i'm like yeah it just makes no sense to me like yeah he literally doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah it, it just it doesn't make sense whenever if you really like soccer in the sense of like you enjoy it especially live there's nothing like life you know sporting events and then yeah you know you throw soccer in there football you know nba like it's not even close to the way that the atmosphere happens whenever you go to like a full soccer stadium and for people to like fall in love with the teams, give those teams a chance, like the MLS local teams, no one's going to say, Oh my God, you follow like the Houston dynamo. No one's going to really give you crap. And if they do, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, who cares? But it's like, there's literally nothing beats, you know, going to the stadium, uh, especially whenever in our case that you follow a team that's, had his highs and obviously eventually went really really low at times yeah. and now peaking again oof there's there's gonna be nothing more uh exciting than those playoff games at home man it's gonna be great i can't wait honestly i i can't wait yeah like it's gonna i'm be kind great. of bummed out because i was i was looking at the days and i'm hoping i'm just hoping it lands like perfectly that i don't have to worry about because i'm not so i i'm going out of town for like one weekend in november and i'm like so hoping it just doesn't land on that especially if it's like an important game you know like oh yeah i'm i'm yeah yeah it, it's gonna suck like i'm taking my kids to disney and they're gonna fucking hate me because i'm gonna be <laughs> the, the whole time the game of the ride <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh my god i'm gonna be like hey come here mickey mouse watch this game with me right so Go to the mickey mouse bar yeah, bro it. no kidding dude it, it's gonna be awful so but but no I, yeah man it's it's exciting it's exciting especially like i it's said fun. when we talk to like people around the community uh you know like maybe like even money from eb that's been there through it all uh the search the search man the search yeah. have never seen playoff football you yeah. know <laughs> they're they're a brand new supporter group they're really you know there with the team and they've done a great job and poor guys have never been to a playoff game till this season hopefully you know at least mm-hmm. one game for sure. So it's just crazy to think that. I mean, if you talk about suffering, you know, Houston, Houston sports in general tends to suffer a lot. But like we said the other day, man, like I think last recording, our kids, you know, think the Astros are the best team ever. Like they've never seen mm-hmm. anything other than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're not there necessarily yet with the Dynamo, but I feel like we're going the right way. So. If yes. things keep getting built, maybe we see another full, like, you know, resurgence of, of Houston, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you can just be a consistent playoff team, that's huge. Because, yeah. I mean, as we know, playoffs are like a whole different thing. You know, once you once you cross that line to the playoff, you know, it's, it's, it's basically one game and one game. Obviously, now they're playing series, but, but even those series, you know, every game counts. So it's a final every single match. You know, right. it's, it, you don't have to count on nobody else. It's you and the team against you. And that's it. And that's so it. It's, and that's it, you know, like, and, that, and that's amazing. So if you can make Houston a competitive team, a competitive enough team to just make the playoffs every year, like, honestly, I think we would be content. Obviously, you want them to go farther and farther every year you know, potentially win another cup, hopefully sooner than later. But I think, you know, 
just changing the culture of like playoffs being the minimum for us, that would be, you know, just amazing. Yeah, just just be be a contender. Try to, you know, yeah. be competitive. That's what you want, right? You don't for want sure. this to be like such a really great year and then bam, you go another five years without even scratching like mm. a playoff top spot. So building from here, I think it looks like they finally have all these pieces, you know, in the background, like a better scouting department, a better, you know, statistics department, a better um set of people involved obviously with like the technical director you have a good general manager the owner right somebody that's dropping money you know to bring mm -hmm. in some good players and obviously he expects for the right choices to be made and mm -hmm. uh and again we, there were some you know mistakes that happened last season but at the end of the day they didn't really hurt you because you brought a lot of those guys in a short either like short loans or one year loan you know contract so it is yeah. what it is you're kind of building something new and and i think um having somebody even like pat onstad that obviously you know a, a club legend well you know he walks around and you know people basically just give him a massive ovation just because they know how he was as a player but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be good you know when it comes to the front office aspect of it i mean you've lived it man diego maradona not the best coach person to yeah. have uh very animated and stuff but yeah. same thing you know there's there, there's just players that that it doesn't translate well but it seems like um him in particular with the dynamo i think he has a big bond with houston so i think he really wants to see houston back in track to what they should have been right i mean we mm -hmm. we could have been sitting here bro uh with the dynamo having four stars instead of two you know like just think about i think about that every I would say every day that'd be an exaggeration, but I do think about it often <laughs> and I'm like, man, screw LA Galaxy. They they screwed us over, you know, like, yeah, it's the stuff like that. You, you really think about it. But man, Christian, yeah. I think we hit everything we were going to talk about, man. If you want to tell the people how they can connect with us. Good thing, yeah. You can always find us at Bayou City Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, and Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can hit us up there. Don't forget, we also have the YouTube channel where we upload uh, conferences, press conferences for the Dash, Dynamo 2, and the Dynamo. So hit us up over there. You know, go like and subscribe. Uh, you can find the website itself at buyucdsoccer.net. You can find everything, uh, literally all, almost every single day, we have something new popping up when it comes to an article that has been written by one of the guys. Uh, so go check that out. Obviously, different styles, different things. Uh, some some of them are informational. Some of them are, you know, just kind of experience pieces or you know, stuff like that. So go check that out. There's something uh, for something for everybody. Uh, you can find me at Chris Butalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura zero one. Uh, no, actually, no, that's not that's not him. <laughs> uh, that's Rodrigo because Rodrigo is a goalkeeper Rodrigo. so Rodrigo Segura 01 and then Rudy Segura 3 uh, so go give those guys a follow and a like too you can find Joey might as well shout out Joey Joey Chavala 10 and then Manny uh, Manny Vela Four, I think it is. Yeah, you got it. Uh, right. So there's that. There's that. How you get there. the other guys right, and then the know. two guys that you've done this <laughs> every like single day, bro. Man, this, I don't know. This but hurts. now I have that trick. I have that trick though. Zero one because of the goalkeeper. Yeah, that's exactly three. what it is. And 
three is it's three three is just my you're a defender date but that was actually my favorite like the number that i used often oh yeah october 3rd yep right? there you go happy birthday you just had a birthday thank you thank you happy yeah, yeah happy belated birthday to me that's gonna that's gonna help a lot because now i'm gonna remember that october hey? 3rd. yeah there you go this the hey, more you know <laughs> i got you bro i got you i'm telling but you yeah guys that's that's everything from from our part yeah talking about that uh i, I know i'm getting older because like i said October 3rd was my birthday. Bro, I'd straight up just drive to like, we used to go out, maybe celebrate it. I'm like, bro, I'm so tired. I'm just going to get sushi. <laughs> so and my wife's like, hey, can you just bring sushi so that way we don't have to go? Okay, cool. Yesterday was my eight year anniversary. What'd she say? Hey, can you get sushi? Because I don't want to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> like funny. God, man, these kids are driving us crazy with uh, so many activities. So the days that we're off, try to not do much, man. So. Yeah, uh, you know, today my my kid had like a school open house, so we went to that, and then well, I take that back. Let me let me go, let me get started. I'm kind of just backtrack as we finish. But dude, I went to work. And then they called me from daycare, and they're like, "Hey, your kid is not feeling good. She has blasting diarrhea." And I'm like, Whoa. "Oh Lord, <laughs> oh this is great. Can you pick her up?" And I'm like, "All right, I'll try to." Pick. That was like around ten thirty. I was like, "All right, I'll try to pick her up at 12. And I'm like. So sure enough, I don't leave the office till 12 because I'm just like super busy. Get her, bring her to the house. And she finally takes a nap. And then it's like, okay, great. I'm going to take a nap. Then I look at the time and my mother-in-law is like, hey, I'm not going to be able to pick up your son because she we, she helps us picking him up. She wants to. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's great. There goes my nap. So then I <laughs> have to go get him. And my wife is like, he, he, like, he gets off at 3.30. She's like, you have to get there at 2.50. And I'm like, what? This makes no sense. I get there like at 255. There's like a giant line and I uh, like just text her back like, God damn, nobody has a life. <laughs> like, what are they doing so early? And and then from there, he just kept going, bro. Like, we went to go to the open house for him. Then we had soccer pictures for them because they just started playing soccer. And obviously, they're not, they, they, they care more about, you know, licking the dirt and, you know, playing with flowers. So it's That's like, funny. It's just it's just life. It keeps you busy, but it is fun. I I can't it's complain, fun. man. As you right here, you know, taking yeah. care of your kid that won't go to sleep, like with yeah, you yeah. know, trying to chew on on probably the microphone at this point, man. Yeah, he's, he's, to help. boy, he's teething like crazy. So, but see, I'm gonna bring it back. Give him some coke and rum, and he'll probably go back to sleep. Bro. <laughs> CPS did not hear this, but uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can find. I I put some like little lotion and not lotion but like some stuff for his gums oh yeah i know we're talking about so that's why he's kind of chilling but i'm waiting on on mama to come home from work so she can put him in bed he's starting to yawn so that's he's tired he's He's tired well i'll close it out since rodrigo's not here the dude's been traveling all over texas today apparently so uh we'll we'll (laughs) keep him in our thoughts and prayers because i'm sure he's tired but uh don't forget to always hold it down and keep it forever orange Stop! Stop!